Welcome back, teacher learners. This is Melody from Learning in Progress, and thank you for joining me for the second episode in my reading workshop season. Last time, we chatted about the many benefits of reading workshop. And in this episode, we will dive into how to successfully launch reading workshop in your classroom. Whether you are brand new to this type of literacy instruction or have done it for years, I truly hope that you walk away with some ideas for kicking off this school year on the right foot. Let's dive in together. Ah, reading workshop. We love it and truthfully sometimes hate it. As teachers, we know that students need to be reading in order to improve their literacy. We also know the catchy phrase, the more you read, the more you know, and so on. However, for many teachers, the thought of tackling reading workshop is daunting. Although it sounds like a wonderful way to instill a love of reading, allow for student choice, and encourage differentiated instruction, it simply sounds unmanageable. Stop me if you have ever found yourself asking these questions. Reading workshop requires hours and hours of planning. Reading workshop does not improve literacy because it doesn't incorporate whole group lessons. Reading workshop is very difficult to manage. Reading workshop is an overwhelmingly difficult task to, to tackle. If any of these concerns resonate with you, you are definitely in the right place. In my last episode, we discussed the many benefits of Reading Workshop, but now let's cover how to go about launching this unique style of teaching. Trust me, I promise this process is totally doable. Step one, organize your classroom library. Now this is perhaps the most time consuming step, so bear with me. It is absolutely critical. A classroom library should be inviting, comfortable, and organized. It needs to be a place that students can organize themselves and something that they can maintain on their own. Even primary students can keep a library organized. I've seen it with my own eyes. An organized library does more than looks good. It keeps your library books in good condition and most importantly, prevents you from losing books. There are several ways to organize a classroom library. Reading level, genre, author, title, the list goes on and on. For me, I prefer organizing my library by genre. Each genre is color-coded. Those of you that know me know that I love me some color coding. So in my classroom, mystery is red, myths and legends orange, fantasy is yellow, Historical fiction is green, realistic fiction is blue, and nonfiction is purple. Within each genre, I include topics. For example, I group fantasy books about animals in the same yellow bin. That way students have a starting point when they're browsing for their next perfect read. Now this is a really important tip. Make sure you have a way for students to check out books. You need to have a system in place before students get their first novel. There are several items that you can purchase to electronically check out books. 
You could also consider using QR codes. However, for me, I go old school. I actually make my own library cards by simply printing the title and gluing it on an index card. When a student checks out a book, they grab the book's library card and place it into their library pocket. This way, I can see who has each book. It is honestly that easy. Now, you may be asking yourself, how on earth do I prevent students from losing my library books? Trust me, I get it. This was on my mind for years before I started reading workshops. But there are a few tips and tricks that I can share with you to help you out. Now, I want you to get those negative images out of your heads. You know, the ones where you imagine books coming back and they're absolutely shredded. Or you look at your library and all of a sudden they're all gone. The students have lost every single one of your books. Have no fear. There's a way to prevent it. I highly recommend assigning one to two librarians as class jobs. So if you've tuned in to my back to school episodes, you know that I am a huge advocate for classroom jobs. They teach responsibility. They give students ownership over their own classroom. The reasons are there's so many. But in this case, it's 100% necessary. So in my classroom, the librarians are responsible for keeping the library organized and for helping students to renew their books. Every Friday, these librarians are in charge of renewing. Each student has to show the librarians the books that they're currently reading and would like to renew. If a book is missing or in poor condition, the librarians let me know right away and I get in touch with the student's parents. But don't freak out yet. Here's the beauty of the system. It rarely happens that a book goes missing or that it comes back destroyed. Before students are allowed to check out these books, we have many lessons on how to care for our books. I also make sure to tell the students that they are expected to show these books are in good condition every Friday. And this alone prevents the loss and damage of classroom library books. I even let the students take home their books for reading homework. This works. In the last few years alone, I have only lost five books. Now, if you are more comfortable, you can always send home a letter to families reviewing expectations. You can ask for permission for students to take these books home, giving parents the opportunity to opt out. In this case, parents are assuming responsibility for lost or damaged books. Step number two, level your books. All of my classroom library books are leveled. As an upper grade teacher, I never want to limit my students to their reading levels, but I also want to be able to teach them how to select a just right book. So it's kind of a fine line that you're balancing on. I simply teach them that if they are having a difficult time understanding what they are reading, they may want to consider choosing a book that's closer to the level A. So in my classroom, A would be the easiest books. I honestly don't even have those as an upper grade teacher. That would be for emerging readers. And then Z in my classroom library 
is for middle school type level books. And if you're wondering exactly how I level my books, I have a resource that can help. Make sure you check it out. I will mention it throughout this podcast, but it really has everything you'll need to start reading workshop. Now, in addition to the reading level, I also label each book with a point value. And as students finish reading books, they earn points for completion. Once a student finishes a book, he or she signs up for a book chat with me. And I award stickers based on the book's reading level and the number of pages of that book. Simply put, the more pages, the more points. And the higher the reading level, the more points. This system highly motivates students to read. It also inevitably motivates reluctant leader or reluctant readers to challenge themselves with more complex texts. And again, it's called Reading Workshop Starter Kit. It's in my TPT store and it teaches you exactly how I level my classroom library. Step number three is a fun one. Get to know your students as readers. At the heart of reading workshop, students should be reading books that interest them. In order to help students find books that may interest them, I suggest having students complete a book interest form and a reading preferences form. These forms ask students to select their favorite topics, share their favorite books or movies, and decide how they would like to read. For example, with a partner, do they like reading at their seat? Do they like reading outside? All of those questions that are gonna help guide your reading workshop time. Now, if you're looking for forms that are already created for you, they are included in that same reading workshop starter kit. So make sure to check that out if you need a little inspiration. Another idea is to prep what I like to call grab bag books. And this idea honestly is taking over Teachergram. So if you've seen it on Instagram, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, don't get me wrong, I love making reading recommendations to students, but I also give them the option of getting a wrapped book. So all I do is I choose some key selections from my classroom library. I grab some brown craft paper and wrap each book. In Sharpie, on the wrapping paper, I write the genre, and then I give three interesting clues about what that book is about. For instance, I might put mystery. Read this book if you like detectives, stories about friendship, and dogs. Trust me, students love this. It kind of is exciting. They like seeing what their friends unwrap, and it just adds a little bit more of a mystery feel to your book selection days. Step number four, set up an area for book chats and book ends. Now let's get started with book chats first. And these are brief discussions that I have with my students after they finish reading a book. These chats give me as the teacher the opportunity to check my students' understanding of the book, assess key reading skills, and simply share a love of reading with my students. They not only hold the students accountable for their reading, 
but they also allow me to assess our current learning objectives. For instance, if I'm teaching my class how to analyze the theme of a text, I make sure to ask questions related to the standard within our book chat. I might start off by asking my students, what did you like about the book? What would you change? What character did you identify with? But then I would make sure to ask questions that's related to the standard we've been targeting. Identify the theme of the text. What lesson did you learn as a reader having finished this novel? Questions like that. Now, the reason I do this, there's actually two reasons. One, it gives me a better understanding of whether or not my student understood the complexity of the novel. And two, it gives me the opportunity to informally assess their mastery of a given standard. Now, when you are getting ready to set up the process of signing up for a book chat, I highly, highly recommend that you have a dedicated space in your classroom for it. For me, I use the side of a bookshelf. Every student has his or her own magnetic number. When a student finishes a book, he or she simply goes to the bookshelf, grabs the number, and, and magnets their number under the title book chat. Now, in addition to the points that they receive during book chats, they also have the opportunity to get bonus points for completing small book assignments called bookends. And these book assignments give students a short brain break, if you will, between books. It also gives them the chance to practice writing about reading, and it encourages creativity. And here's my teacher tip to you. Make these assignments creative. Avoid at all costs simply having students summarize what they read. You can see, if you're looking for inspiration, you can see some examples in that reading workshop starter kit. Maybe you want your students to create a board game based on the novel. Maybe they're going to design a theme park. All of these options are included in that resource, but most importantly, these should be a fun way for your students to show they understood the novel they just read. Step number five, build reading stamina. Even upper grade students need to build their reading stamina. It is actually quite difficult for students to be able to independently read for prolonged periods of time. Therefore, before diving into reading workshop for your entire ELA block, I suggest slowly increasing the reading time each day. Perhaps the first day you start with a mini lesson on what it means to be actively reading by followed by 10 minutes of independent reading. Every day after that, Increase the amount of independent reading by 10 minutes until you reach the full length of your ELA block. Trust me, this makes all the difference in the world. If you're looking for some ideas on how to get your students started, make sure you check out my blog post. I actually included a short table that gives you some ideas for mini lessons that you can do in preparation for your reading workshop. So 
So now that you're ready to start your own version of Reading Workshop, I want to take a moment and thank you again for tuning in. Trust me, this process, though I admit might seem daunting at first, is an easy one that you can implement. And it's one that will change your reading instruction and have an overall positive impact on your classroom. Now, once you get started, feel free to share your success stories on my blog or on any of my social media platforms. I'd love to hear from you. My next episode in this reading workshop season will explore the world of book clubs. Every year, this by far is one of my students' favorite units. It allows for student choice, encourages collaboration, and is extremely engaging. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. This episode will air on October 2nd, and I can't wait to chat with you again. Until then, stay tuned and keep learning.